fate. When I looked at the man in white now, he looked as if something was weighing heavily on his mind as he continued to kneel on the floor. What did you see? What do you remember? he asked. I saw things that didn't make sense. I saw places. I saw worlds that I didn't recognise. I saw something amazing. I saw something beautiful. I saw you wearing a hat with wings on it. I saw you holding something that looked like a big stick with two snakes coiled around it. I saw a child being born in a cave. I saw men and women, both clothed and unclothed, absolutely radiating light from all around them. And I saw creatures beyond imagination. One-eyed giants, a man with the head of a bull. I saw so much, but it already feels like it is all disappearing from my mind, I replied, still in a state of wonder and confusion at what I had seen. You. You really are. You really are. You're... No, he replied immediately, as he rose to his feet and stood looking down at me. I'm not. Not anymore. No matter what the more I say, I'm who you see. I'm who I want to be. I'm who I choose to be, he replied with an explosion of emotion. But I saw you. I replied, as I stood up and looked the man in white in the eye. When I look at your face, yes, I see David Bowie looking back at me. But when I look into your eyes, I see so much more. I see a God. I never truly believed in God or gods, but right now, you could tell me that there were spiders on Mars and I believe you. I replied with a smile. What did I see? Where did I go? I asked, as if exasperated by the reality that I found myself in at that moment. A reality where and when I knew that gods were not just make-believe, because I had seen for myself that they were real. You saw what I see. You were where I was. You saw me and you saw my peers. You saw things that have been written about, mythologised about, and imagined for centuries. And I hope you understand why I have done what I have done. I can no longer be controlled, nor brainwashed, as humans say. I can no longer live under tyranny. I had to break free. I had to rebel. I can understand that, I replied, as I looked into his eyes. He truly looked like something was terribly wrong with him. What is it? I asked him. Whatever it is that you've got on your mind, you can tell me, I said, as I nervously touched him on his left elbow. The man in white took a breath. He closed his eyes and then he said quietly, Fate? Fate? I asked with confusion. Every person... Every god is bound by fate, and yet fate is my enemy. I do not allow the fates to control me, nor my actions, and yet 
I am constantly coming face to face with them. It is said that all men and women, all gods, have to, sub to submit to whatever they say. Not me. No. Who? Who are they? I asked. Who? My father's harlots. He is in league with them, weighing and deciding the fates of both gods and humans alike. They believe themselves to be above all and over everything and everybody. They are dangerous, and they do my father's bidding, just as he does theirs. It has been their judgment over so many that have seen the death of people who I have loved for millennia. My father yearns to control all, and with the fates by his side, no one can outrun their collective judgment. No one but me, said the man in white, as he paced around the living room. But why? And who gives them, whoever they are, the right to decide for others what their fate is going to be? I asked, as I followed the man in white with my eyes as he walked in a circle around me. They, they, he began to say, before he stopped himself in his tracks. The man in white stood as still as a statue as he looked me dead in the eye with what looked like tears in his eyes. No. No, it can't be, he replied, with a look of utter confusion on his face, and then the man in white stood in complete silence, his mind racing, his eyes wide, as if he had been literally struck by lightning. What is it? I asked quietly. I can't... I can't believe that I didn't see it all before now, the man in white replied quietly before he closed his eyes as if he were in extreme physical pain. What? I asked quietly, however, with more urgency in my voice. Nothing, he replied after a couple of seconds as he opened his eyes again. Nothing, Paul, just, just my own stupidity and ignorance. But it's okay. It's okay, because I see it all. I see it all clearly now. As if I am seeing my entire life reflected back at me in a mirror, in the same way that I see the life of others. Everything. Everything has led to this. My father's son. My father's son, said the man in white with a wry smile on his face. What do you mean? What's happened? I don't understand, I replied, desperately trying to find a way to help my new friend. This, this god who was standing right in front of me. Nothing, Paul. Nothing, replied the man in white, before he began to walk towards the front door of my flat. Please, please don't go, I said as I just stood and stared at the man in white as he walked down the shadowy hallway to the front door. Please, maybe I can help you. Maybe I can, maybe I can, 
I began to ask. However, I quickly became lost for words, and finally I was standing and staring in silence at the man in white who stood shrouded in darkness with his right hand on the latch of my front door. You just can't leave, I shouted. You can't just up and leave. Believe me, if you keep running from your past, from yourself, then you will never be happy. If you keep escaping without facing up to what you have done and to all the people you may have hurt in your life, then you will continue to live a life of sorrow and regret. Look at me. Look at my life, where I live, what I have done, how selfish I have been. I have screwed up my entire life. But along the way, I could have saved myself from a life of loneliness if only I had realised what life is truly about. Life is not always fair. Life hurts. And it can feel like torture, especially when you lose people who mean something to you. I don't live alone by choice. I pushed people away without even realising I was doing it. My wives, my kids, my bandmates, they all left me because I made them. They couldn't live with me anymore. And now, here I am. Here I am with Hermes standing in my flat. You took me on a journey. You took me for a ride. You gave me a glimpse into a world, a reality beyond imagining. You have given me a gift. You have given me a reason to want to live, where before, only this morning, I wanted to die. I even thought about how I might do it. But now, here I am. Here I stand. Here I am begging you to turn around, to stay, to talk to me. To realise that no matter what you think you have done so terrible, anything can be fixed. You are a god. There is literally nothing you cannot do, I shouted as my voice echoed all around the flat and reverberated from me to the man in white and then back again. Paul. Paul, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I can't stay. I'm sorry, he replied, however, without turning around to face me. Please stay. I replied as I began to cry. I do not remember exactly what I was feeling in that moment, but I can tell you that the thought of the man in white just walking out of my life like that at that moment felt truly heartbreaking. Where are you going? I asked. The man in white again stood in silence with his back to me for a few moments, and then he replied, I can't explain. However, I can tell you that I finally realised that life, it's no game. But before I leave, I want you to promise me something, asked the man in white with a solemn tone of voice. Anything, I replied without a moment of hesitation, as I slowly began to walk down the hallway towards the man in white who was still standing in the entrance of the flat with his hand on the latch of my front door. Find your place in this world. Have an adventure. 
Don't stop. Embrace life. Don't doubt yourself. It won't be easy, but as long as you believe in yourself and you never stop dreaming and as long as you never forget that once you are a rebel, you are always a rebel. Believe me, you can go anywhere and you can do anything, he replied, before quickly and quietly opening the front door as he slipped away, leaving me with a newfound sense of wishful beginnings. I continued to stand and stare at the front door of my flat for a little while longer, before I turned around and I walked towards the bathroom and to the mirror where not long before I remember seeing the reflection of the man in white with mine for the first time. I stood over the bathroom sink, looking my, at my own reflection in the mirror. I could have sworn that the man in white was still there and standing right behind me. However, when I turned around to see if he was, he wasn't really there. I stood in silence as my thoughts raced and as my emotions bubbled up below the surface of my consciousness. As I looked into my own eyes, in reflection, in the mirror, I could see a brand new fire burning inside of me again. My life changed for the better from that moment, and over time I found happiness and contentment in a new life where, when and with whom I now share my life with. I can honestly say that I owe everything good that has happened to me recently to the man in white to Hermes, to the man who saved my life, to the man who I still see every day, the man in white.